so many things turned upside down in our world. I am grateful that as a community of faith, we can still celebrate this back to school season together. We can recognize our third graders. We can acknowledge our children and youth as they move through the ages and stages of faith formation. And today, during this series, Unordinary Times, we are turning to a section of scripture in the New Testament, the Gospel of Matthew, that reminds us that even as the world around us changes, our true identity comes through Christ. Our scripture this morning comes from Matthew 16, and it's verses 13 through 20. I'm going to be reading from the New Revised Standard Version out of my Bible that I received from my home church as I was a child. Hear now these words. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked the disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, but others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he sternly ordered the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I had a friend once tell me when we were reminiscing about going back to school that she moved around a lot as a kid. She started over and over, time and time again at different schools. And when I asked her if this was really stressful for her or if she was filled with fear every time she faced a new classroom, she said a little bit, but actually it was more exciting. For her, each new year and each new start when they would move as a family was an opportunity to reinvent herself. And she told me that maybe if at the last school she had been kind of preppy, at the next school she might try being sporty, or she might try being a little goth, or she might try being a little more edgier. Each time she would enter a new classroom, she would reinvent herself. And for her, this was a way to discover who she truly was. I never had the opportunity to switch schools. In fact, I stayed in the same school system my entire childhood. And so I've always been mystified at how people can start again in new circumstances because for me it seems so scary to enter a new classroom, to meet new peers, to be in a different space, and to imagine how they'll receive you, how they'll understand who you are. Will they really know what you're all about? But my friend's story reminds me that each time we start something new, we're given an opportunity to ask ourselves critical questions about who we want to be and how we want to present ourselves in that space. These are the same kind of questions that Jesus is talking about with the disciples in this morning's scripture. 
Interestingly, when they have this conversation in Caesarea Philippi, they've just come from being with Pharisees who were seeking to test Jesus. They were questioning whether Jesus was really all about the things he said he was about. And so Jesus turns to his disciples, his most trusted companions, and he says to them, who are people saying that I am? The answers that the disciples give really run the entire field. John the Baptist, Elijah, Jeremiah, some prophet. But then Jesus changes the question just a little bit, but in a really significant way. And he asks his disciples, his closest friends, the people who know him best, who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter, who was the first disciple called and is often the disciple in scriptures who gets the answer wrong when asked a question, turns to Jesus and says, you are the Messiah. You're the son of God. And Jesus is pleased with this response. Do you notice the subtle difference between the two questions that Jesus asked in today's scripture? The first question that Jesus asked is, who do other people say I am? Who do people say I am who don't know me? Who just see me? Who've heard rumors about me? Who can only judge me on a superficial level? Who do those people say that I am? You know, so often in the world we are faced with this kind of knowing, and I think it's that kind of knowing that my friend was relating to when she said she would reinvent herself. Because we all know that when you start at a new place, you can dress in different clothes, you can color your hair, you can act in different ways, you can participate in different kinds of activities, but it doesn't really fundamentally change who you are. It just changes who people think you are on the outside. But what Jesus pushes us towards, and I think what my friend grew to understand, was that there's a deeper level of identity for those of us who call ourselves Christians. Because we know regardless of who we are on the outside, the deeper truth is that we're children of God. And when Simon Peter says to Jesus, you are the Messiah, he is recognizing in Jesus something that the Pharisees failed to see. He is seeing Jesus as more than actions, as more than a presentation. He is seeing Jesus for who God has called Jesus to be. And for my friend, the beauty of her story is that no matter how she presented herself, on the inside, she would always be a beloved child of God. And so she had the freedom and confidence to explore and experiment with her identity, no matter where she found herself. To me, this is good news for today and for these unprecedented times where we find ourselves returning to the classroom in a lot of different settings. For my family, we're returning to a virtual classroom that I'm standing in that we've set up in our basement. Maybe you have a room like that in your house. Or maybe your children have returned to school, but they're returning to school with masks and temperature checks, distancing and teachers and face shields. Maybe you're a teacher and you're returning to work in a different way. Maybe online, maybe you're setting up an online classroom like I've seen so many teachers beautifully do. Or maybe you're trying to navigate all the rules and regulations about how to teach students while keeping them safe. Maybe you're a parent 
who's juggling teaching and work. Maybe you're a college student moving into a dorm on your own for the first time. Maybe you're someone who's just become an empty nester and you're trying to navigate what that's all about. And all of these settings, I think that we're asking ourselves the same question. Who am I? Who am I in this time of a global pandemic? Who am I if I'm a teacher, but I don't step foot in a classroom? Who am I if I'm a student, but I don't have time to play with my friends? Who am I if I'm a college student and I'm venturing out into adulthood? Who am I if I'm an empty nester and my days are no longer filled with driving my children to activities? Who am I? Even if it's been years since I've thought about back to school, but I'm trying to figure out how to navigate a more isolated life. Who am I? This is the question that Jesus asked the disciples today, but it's the question that we're all asking ourselves right now. Who are we in these uncertain times? You know, one thing I turn to in this story that seems to be really important is that Jesus doesn't ask this question of himself by himself. He asks it in the midst of a community of friends, fellow companions in faith, people who he trusts and who he knows can be honest with him. That's the beauty of the community of faith and the beauty of the life of faith is that we always have a community to turn to when we're struggling with who we're called to be in this place and at this time. I am so thankful for Will and Crystal, for Pastor Eric, for all of the volunteers who work in our age level ministries that provide a safe environment for our children to come and to learn, to ask questions, to figure out who they are, and most importantly, to be reminded that no matter what, they are beloved children of God. I think it's so important as a church that we never really graduate from age level ministries. Sure, we can be promoted from children's ministry to youth ministry. We could be promoted from youth ministry to college ministry and college ministry to singles ministry and singles ministry to young married and on and on and on. But we're never without a community that we can turn to. I am so thankful that as a church, we have given the gift of scripture to our third graders. I told you I'm still holding the Bible that my home church gave me and I have poured over these pages for years trying to understand what message God had for me, trying to discern my own calling to ministry. And it was this gift of scripture that helped me understand not only God's call on my life, but my true identity as a disciple, as a minister of the gospel. This morning, we have gifted children with scripture where they can explore the stories of faith and be reminded that the people whose stories are contained in these pages are not perfect people. They often make mistakes. But no matter where they find themselves, God is waiting to meet them, to love them, to accept them, to push them to grow into a more perfect reflection of who God has created them to be. If you're with us in worship this morning and you've never stepped foot on a campus, if you've been to campus but you've never plugged into a small group, I want to encourage you to connect with me or with Pastor Eric. We would love to meet you for coffee, even if it's over FaceTime or Zoom. 
and to learn more about who you are so that we can connect you with the community. Because one thing is for sure, life and our world will always be changing. But as a community of faith, we seek to be a safe place for people to turn where they can be reminded of who they are, where they can ask difficult questions, dream big dreams, seek out deeper truths, where they can truly be themselves. If you're looking for a place like that at Shambly UMC, I hope you will reach out. Eric and I would find great pleasure in getting to know you, and we know that we have strong ministries to not only offer to our adults, but to our children of all ages. As we continue in this back-to-school season, I hope that wherever you find yourself, you will remember what Jesus is telling us today that you have a true, deep, unchanging identity as a child of God. And no matter where you go or where you find yourself, that will always be who you are at your core. Let us pray. Gracious God, we give you thanks for the community of faith that you have built, your church that was built upon the rock of Peter and that continues today. God, we know that the world changes. Lord, we know in this year our world has changed. But we are thankful that whatever changes may come, you are a constant in our life. God, we seek to be your disciples, and we pray today that you will renew your call within each person, that you will renew your invitation for relationship. God, and that you will help us all find a safe home in you, and in your church. God, thank you for all you are doing in the lives of our children, in the lives of our youth, in the lives of our adults, to form us and to make us workers in your kingdom. God, help us every day be more and more like Christ, we pray. In his name, amen.